I mean, who am I to question your relationship with God? Heavenly Orgasms, the conversation in segment one. Are we setting our kids up to enjoy nothing in life because everything has to be bigger the next time? A Hoko conversation is coming up. And the McRib returns November 1st to McDonald's. What celebrity should partner with McDonald's and the McRib? You know how they do the My Famous Orders program? I vote, well, hang on. We both have opinions and we'll serve up our suggestions with onions and pickles and a big old helping of McRib barbecue sauce. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. Hey, John, a PT was born and raised on country music, but uh, he's always in a fight with his mom and his dad about what was better, country in the 90s, uh, early 2000s. And you told me a story, PT, that when you were in, in what grades? Elementary school, middle school, yeah, getting driven to school. Dad would ferry you in carpool, and you would listen to what morning show? Kicks 1015. With? With Caddyat Jack. Didn't that make you feel old? Like all these well, kids, I've had, I mean, people, <laughs> don't you like when people come up to you and they're like, oh, I used to listen to you and my parents would drive me to school or whatever. Well, but, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, that was a battle that I always fought because I was hired when I was 19 years old. Yeah. And I spent 25, nearly 26 years at the same property, so- People just assumed I was as old as dirt, but I wasn't. No, and it would happen all the time when we would be out and you would meet people. They were like, oh my gosh. That's I, not you. I thought you were going to be so much older yeah. or look White different. Hair and a beard. Yeah, because people have an idea of people based on their voice. Do people for recognize sure. you by your look? Um, after 25 years, that happens. Really? Yeah. yeah. Some from doing like the great tree lighting and sure. my, my TV, that kind of stuff. My stints in TV. Yeah, your stints in TV. Yeah. But people do all the time, people recognize your voice. Even when we're like ordering or something. And sometimes they don't really know where it's from, but they're like, you sound really familiar. And then sometimes I'll be like, wait a minute, are you? Yeah. Moby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for your years of listening. Yes. Oh, you're and, your, and your and your dad as well. Yes. Helped pay a couple mortgages yes. those years. Yes. yes. Thank you, PJ. Private school. Absolutely. Okay. My name's Don. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay. Have you heard this? Priscilla, the pink pig is dead. Yeah. What in the literal hell? I mean, you like are, you, could, you grew up here. Oh, my God. Could the year get any worse? Like what? Yes, I grew up in Atlanta. I have been going to the Pink Pig since it was down. If you're listening and you're not from Atlanta, there was a store, an original store called Riches. Mm. And it was basically just a huge department store that sold everything. Kind of like a, think of it like a Kohl's, but it was more upscale, kind of like a Macy's. Um, and they started the Pink Pig and it was downtown Atlanta. And it was, it, the Pink Pig would go through their store and it was magical. I mean, you would wait in line for probably two hours at a time. Like something out of the big movie. Remember that with um, yes. um, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. Or, or, or an F.E.O. Schwartz in New York City, you yes. know, where it was just magical that this, this little mini roller coaster. It was a mo- kind of like a monorail. The, the, yeah. the department store. And it would go through the department store and it would go through different scenes and everything. And I mean, this was like the one time other than when like the. Barnum and Bailey Circus came to town that we would go downtown. And I remember like my mom, my dad would even go. Can you imagine? He must have been miserable waiting for like a, an hour in line. And we'd be all dressed up. And we'd have our little coats on. Get your sticker. And I you'd rode, get your, the pink, rode pig. the pink pig. And then they moved it. Then when Macy's bought Riches, Riches they um, kept it for a while. And then they moved it over to the Lennox store. Um, and just like the great tree lighting, which we were talking about before we started recording, you 
um, hosted the Great Tree for how many years? Uh, over a decade. Over a decade. And it was such, I mean, they would always light the tree the night of Thanksgiving. It was just an Atlanta tradition. And you could tell when they brought it over to Lenox, they put it in that kind of um, tent and it just went a little, it went like, yeah, in a parking day, it went like a little circle that things were coming to an end. But we took our kids to ride. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to, we're going to put, I've got a couple of good Priscilla pink pig pictures to put in the letter for um, next week. But it was just, if, if you're listening from a different city, there's something in your city that becomes like this tradition. You know, every city has their own Christmas or Thanksgiving tradition. And this was a huge tradition in Atlanta, but I think, listen, I think part of it is cost and Mm -hmm. that they're not interested in. The other part of it is Linux. They, it's not safe. Um, To be running a pig through the parking lot. When, when you said Priscilla the Pink Pig is dead, literally, they found her. She'd been shot in the heart. What? In the parking lot at Lenox. Okay. Um, All right. I, I, I thought that they would have done it years ago, to be honest with you. Because but, but because yeah. I was so involved with the great tree lining, which is tied to the Pink Pig, I would be in on meetings with the Macy's corporate people, like from New York and things. And um, listen, it was discussed a long time ago. Oh, I know. Just to let it go. I just think it has such an Atlanta tradition that they tried to hold on to it. And, it, and so what they're doing is they're getting rid of it, but they're making a, a large donation to children's health care in honor of Priscilla, Priscilla the pig. So nice. it just makes me sad. Yet another thing. Golly. Maybe they think these kids are just so busy TikToking they don't need to ride a pig. On, I but Donna, that's it, though. Well, I mean, you would wait in line an hour for a 45-second ride on a rickety pink like you said, like a a, a, a a tram at best. Not even that, but like a. Well, the, the cars are so small. Yeah, like it's very hard knees. to get in. Well, and I remember taking the girls down there, and like I had built it up to epic proportions. Yeah. And again, in my small little life that I grew up with, with my pink bell bottoms, I was like so excited. But these kids, of course, have ridden like Mount Everest at Disney, backwards, forward, sideways. So they're like. Does it have any hills? Does it go upside down? Yeah. I'm like, it's a pig. It goes in a circle. For me, growing up outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, every Christmas, it was the singing Christmas tree. Oh, I've been to that. Donna at the Ovens Auditorium off Independence Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And it would be like the the, the Charlotte uh, Chorus Ensemble or something. But they would, on stage, it would look like this huge Christmas tree. Christmas tree. And they mm-hmm. would have the greenery and the lights. And as a kid, we would go every year. And then we would go eat at TGI Fridays. I know. Once a year. We ate at TGF Fridays, and I got the the baked potato skins. I look forward to this trip as much as Santa Claus. More to Fridays, really, than the singing Christmas tree for three hundred and sixty four days a year. That's no how that's how small our lives were. So I took. Did I not take you? When you, you took me. Yep. To the same Christmas tree. It when was nice. We were married. Okay. No, I, I mean, I had fun. It was great. Again. But it didn't have the effect on you. It did on me because I course. saw it as a child when there was one event that you did with your parents. If you even had parents that were together, I didn't. We were, you know, my parents split when I was a little kid. So you had one event you did with your mama. Yeah. And I'm there right now at Fridays and I would go in the phone booth. You know how they have the, uh, you know, you step in the phone booth oh, and yeah. it's, 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 it's a booth kind of. And I would call my Grammy. Oh. And it would be such a big deal because she'd be like, you know, Grammy always hyped you up. You know, that yeah. was your, that's your grandmother's job. Uh, hide or are y'all at Fridays? You know, yeah. like, yes, Grammy, yes, Granny, we're at Friday. You know, it was just I don't so know. sweet. I'm, I'm, I know well, that's things about these traditions. Yeah. Everybody has something they grew up with, but we have to give all this up because these kids are too technically savvy TikTok-ing. and they don't want any of this stuff. They're too busy TikToking. Somebody told me the other day that they went to Disney World. This is a crazy story. I won't give the long version, but they were on a work trip and her and her friend, they didn't even have their kids, but they were like, you know, we're going to go to the Magic Kingdom for one day. And they said it was the most disappointing thing because what's happened now at the Magic Kingdom 
is there's just kids walking down Main Street on their phones, on their looking phones, at their screens. and TikToking and this and that. And it's like, I'm telling you, I know we're old people now, but the, some of the simple things we have definitely lost those traditions. Like my mom singing in the Christmas cantata. Yes. At like the, you were so like, oh my God, we don't want to go to the cantata the again. Oh. But now that you look back on it, it's like one of those simple things that you just always did. And look forward to. Yes. And even if you didn't look forward to it, you knew that that was a part of your family it, Christmas traditions. It was expected. You know? yes. 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 Those right. damn kids. Who am I to question your relationship with God? Okay. I, why are we doing this story? Okay, why are we doing well, this story? In, in in fairness, I did not know that the conversation we had prior to this story was about Christmas and Jesus and family traditions uh-huh. and things like that. So we're going to shift now to an OnlyFans content creator. You just have to find a way to get something dirty again, into every podcast. I, don't. I you didn't do. know that these were going to bump up against one it, another. But it doesn't matter. You have to get something dirty into every podcast. There's nothing more fulfilling or satisfying than when you experience God's love. True? Everyone in the studio, true? Yes. When you experience God's love, let me continue. For you while pleasuring your partner. Okay. Please stop. Like, I'm at the point where I'm about ready to walk out. I've just had it with this stuff. I'm serious. Like, what is the point of this story? This is what? trending pop culture. It's not. It is. No, it's this not. This is from the New York Post, Donna. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm There's just, an OnlyFans star whatever. who, um, she danced for a living. Mm-hmm. And she made headlines uh, last month. We're just getting into October, but. Uh, declaring uh, that her racy TikTok persona is what God wants her to do. Who am I to question your relationship with God? She wants to continue to share the good word of her Lord and Savior between the sheets. For the body is not for one member, but many. 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. I added. How good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity? That's Psalm 133, verse 1. All right. I mean, what are we to do with the story? Should we just start over? But what, I mean, what is the purpose? I just thought it was interesting that this woman says she has heavenly orgasms because God is with she and her um, husband, I believe, in in the bedroom. All right. Okay. Um, Should we break? No, it's just, Why? Why? Are we setting our kids up to enjoy nothing in life? Because everything has to be bigger. Everything has to be larger than the time prior the next time. We're always trying to match, are we, what we have done? Uh, Are the things that we're doing now for these kids adding some issues with self-esteem? Oh, 100%. High school homecoming is upon us. Friday night football here uh, in the South and in Georgia and in the Atlanta area is it's listen it's gospel well i think it's everywhere texas tennessee everywhere but we see it firsthand here yeah you know? um hoko is an abbreviation for homecoming is in hoko uh, dance hoko game hoko queen it's hoko time and there are hoko proposals going on right now at all the schools and are there moms and dads that are assisting in yes. these hoko proposals that are making them bigger than life therefore setting our kids up to enjoy nothing because everything has to be bigger brighter more expensive everything absolutely more of a catch i mean and again we're we're going to because we started out this way we're going to start sounding like two just really old people but i mean again when we were growing up you had like prom was the big deal homecoming was just kind of 
I think we had a homecoming dance, but it was more like you didn't go with people. It was just for everyone. There was a homecoming court. And um, I know at, so Olivia, our 18-year-old, at her school, they actually did away with homecoming court this year, which caused some controversy because they've always had homecoming court. But evidently, allegedly, what happened was there was a girl who really wanted to be on homecoming court um, who was a special needs girl last year. And some of the students... Um, voted a whole nother group of people in to keep her from getting in. And so the principal made the decision this year that instead of doing a homecoming court, because it had really become, you know, it's always kind of a popularity contest probably, but it had become even more than that. It had become slightly sinister to where people were voting kids in that for just bad reasons or whatever reason and almost making fun of them in a way. And then there's just were a lot of things that happened. So they decided to do a spirit court. And so it was anyone who, because you know how they have spirit week and you dress up and it was the person, it were the people who um, participated the most and were the most spirited. And I don't think that that's a bad idea. You know, at first I was kind of like, why are they taking away homecoming? Because I also believe that on the flip side of it, life shouldn't always be sanitized. That in life, just hear me out, there are things like popularity contests. There are things that are, you know, sometimes people get jobs because of who you know. And so it's unfair. I, life can be unfair is my point. And so I do also think that you can over sanitize the world for kids to where everybody gets a participation trophy. Everybody's Valentine. great. You're wonderful. And there are a lot of studies done by psychologists for kids that say, if you're constantly like we think we, we're helping our kids self-esteem by always saying you did great. You're wonderful. It's OK. Don't worry about it. If you failed, if this and then what you're doing is you're not allowing them to come back from failure um, and that you're actually hurting their ability to become resilient. Um, which resilience is one of the biggest things that you want to teach your kids. People talk about this all the time, you know, obviously to have great manners, be kind hearted, all this stuff. But how you overcome um, is a big deal. And I know for you and I, we've had such a tumultuous two years, um, just, you know, job wise and some things that have happened, like, you know, with when you had your heart attack and everything. I will say that is one of the things that both Charlotte, our um, 15 year old and our 18 year old Olivia say is they're really proud of us. We don't do everything right, but they are proud of us because they've kind of watched the comeback and it hasn't been easy, but they've watched kind of like how we had to sort of reinvent ourselves. And, you know, they know we both hustle and do different jobs and different jobs serve different purposes. One may have insurance because we're small business owners. We have to have insurance to another job, but they've seen this firsthand. And so resilience is a huge thing in coming back. Back to the homecoming thing. I think. Uh, can, can I step in the room? Yeah. Because it's interesting you say that because we. I know had, what you're going to say about this AP grade. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And this is unplanned, but this is going to be a very <laughs> honest conversation. Um, we have a child who who struggled on a in an AP test in the yeah. past seven days and and failed it bad. Okay. Um, I've been asking every day. Hey, have you gotten your test back? Because we need to. What's next? We're going to get a tutor. We're going to get some help. Let's look at the test when you get it back so we can see what you struggle with the most and so we can get you the most help and 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 and, and things like that. I've asked every day. Nope, didn't get it. Nope, didn't get it. No, didn't get it. Last night, we're having a conversation or, or, or you and this child of ours walk into the house and she says, and it's with um, sarcasm, hey, I passed my last, you know, there's been one test since then. I passed my last, you know, insert subject here test yesterday. I made a 72 and it was sarcastic and it was 
kind of um, continuing to play on the failing grade from a week prior. And I made a comment. I said, 72? I said, listen, we got, I don't know what it was. It was not demeaning or degrading. It was something like, hey, we still got some 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 room to grow. We still got some things to learn, right? And she kind of turned and had a look at dad. And she went into another room. And then you kind of came at me a little bit. I didn't come at you. I'll tell you what the situation is with this one. Um, math, she's not doing well in. We've got to get a tutor. Why are we calling this child out? But anyways. I, we haven't called the child the other out. One, the, uh, the other one, the reason I said that about the AP is because if you have kids who take AP classes, this is her first year taking AP classes. Um, our other daughter took them as a freshman. This particular school doesn't let them take them until sophomore year. I have learned because I did this for Olivia with her AP classes. I have learned to give some breathing room on AP classes because what happens is they're not they're not graded or scored like a normal class. And so it ta- it's a college class and it takes a little bit of time for them to get their footing. And so I just have been on this one like because right now she's struggling. She never struggles. She's like our overachiever in school. So because there's two kind of pockets going on right now, I'm just leaving this one alone because I know the AP will write itself. Math, I got to get a tutor. We're just not good at math. The chotes are not good at math. But so it wasn't that. It really wasn't. It's just this particular one. And it was 10 minutes before bedtime. And I really just didn't want to deal with like, because she's so hard on herself. She's sensitive about it. Yeah. She, well, she's really hard on herself. I, I agree. I agree. But, so it was more timing. But I'm not going to celebrate. A, you're kind of poking fun at it. You're kind of. Well, it was actually, it actually is a good grade. I mean, it was kind of a good grade because it's, it's. I don't know how to explain it, but well, it's evolving. But then, but, well, but then I hear, you know, everybody else made 60s. Well, I don't care about everybody else. The only person, I mean, I don't, I don't care how the class did. I, I, I want to know how my daughter did. I don't know. And this is not ugliness here either from either of us. Agreed? I mean, we're not. No, no. I, yeah, and I, okay. I do agree with you, but I think, I don't know. I'm also, I'm changing on this grade thing. I got to be honest with you. But the third, I just, they measure themselves. They're so much harder just like we as adults are so much harder on ourselves, they're so much harder on themselves. They either are or they aren't. Our first kid was not. Yeah. He didn't care. And we'll call him he didn't out. He care Will. less if he failed. Will's 22. So so talking to him about grades was going to do nothing. This particular child is so hard on herself that she thinks in her mind that her self-worth for you and I, especially because it's a private school, this is like a really conversation here, but if you have kids that go to private school, sometimes they think that they have to get certain grades because you're paying for them to go to school. I think there's truth in that. Yes, but I also think there's so much more than grades. And so I I just, that's my thing. I, I was so hard on Will for his grades. And I've since realized that sometimes if you just take a breath, it'll ride itself. And you just don't want them to think that they're only, the only time we praise them is when they get straight A's. You know, because some kids make, like she always gets straight A's and it almost makes it look easier than it is, you know? We'll return to the homecoming, home, Hoko High School conversation in a second. I want to pull in PT. PT is the producer of the My Second Act podcast. Yeah, I, I have very many thoughts on the grading and things like that. Because I, I took AP and IB classes not too long ago. So my regular high school classes prepared me how to be an adult. But the AP and IB classes are actual college courses. AP you said what? Adult. I don't... I'm- AP and uh, IB stands for International Baccalaureate, which a lot of schools in this okay. area do. Okay. IB. They, they are actual college courses to the point where when I went to take those same courses in college, they were uh, less involved than the ones I had just taken in high school. My recommendation to parents listening out there that I kind of wish I had done myself, this is not the fault of my parents or my teachers or anything, is because those are supposed to prepare you for college, 
when you get to college, you suddenly have to create your own accountability systems. Your parents aren't going to understand you're falling behind until it is way too late. So you have to understand, I got this grade. What does this grade mean? And what am I going to do about it? That doesn't mean as parents, you should probably just like abandon it and not do anything, but ask them, what are you going to do about it? Not here's what you should do. What are your thoughts on it? Now, based on those thoughts, what's your plan? Now, where do you want to get to by the end of the year? I will also say, since you mentioned it's a 72, but the rest of the people in the class got 60s. If you're talking about preparing for college courses, I can think of nothing better than that exact situation because every course I took in college was graded on a curve for exams. Almost all of them. I had friends in the engineering school come home and say they got a 42 out of a 100, but it translated to a 91 after the curve. Now, if the teacher's not grading that on a curve, I have some problems with the teacher there because that is not a helpful measurement of your class to fail most of the people. Exactly. So anyways. So you think that that, that a class that that scores most uh, in the 60s, that's a representation of the teacher and her ability to educate the classroom? Well, it it depends. Are all of her classes doing that? Is it just this one class? But I, I would definitely, if I was a teacher and I'm married to one, I would definitely have an introspective moment of like, my good students didn't do well. My rougher students didn't do well on this. You know, what happened? That doesn't mean you should automatically grade on a curve, but, you know. And he had sent, you know, this particular teacher had sent an email saying what we were kind of talking about before is it's going to take them a little bit of time to get their footing in these types of classes. It's a lot of reading. It's a a different structure because it is an AP class. Well, and maybe that's the point of it is to kind of shock them into a realization you got to grow up and create your own accountability plans. But if you're going to do that, these grades are going to prevent some of these kids from getting into the places they want to go to, and they're going to completely wreck their self-esteem. I think there's a better way a- to do that than present them with a dark mark that's going to follow them forever. Well, and this we're, we're, we could do a whole nother podcast topic, which we can all talk about just on AP classes. If you're listening and your kid, you're like, uh, right, everybody's taking AP classes, my kid's not. We've had them all over the map. I had one who never took an honors class, never took an AP class, and guess what? He's barely just, walked to graduation. He's just fine. But he's just well, fine. He is now. But yeah. He's just fine. My point is, is that that's another thing that can be very triggering is how many AP classes are you taking? How many AP classes are you taking? This type of thing. This particular daughter of ours, I did not want her to take as many honors in AP classes. And she's a pusher. She's a pusher. So I do say that a lot. The, the thing that I say the most to my kids is, if I can help you, let me know. You know, and, and that may mean a tutor. If I can help you, I told her this weekend we need a little bit better of a study situation upstairs. We're going to work on this desk situation. But aside from that, I totally agree with you. It, it, it is a chance. And that's all I'm saying is just to sit back and go, you know what? You know what you got to do. So what do you need to do? Well, and I took several AP classes, several IB classes. But when I went off to college, I got college credit for one class. That's right. That's it. And it honestly probably would have been better for me to not take the harder and, and courses and get a higher GPA, maybe. You had a higher GPA. And take them when you get there. Yeah, and just take them when I get to college since I had to take them anyways. It so happens every time. That's a whole other time. problem, but yeah. It happens every time. So the homecoming thing, yes. Um, I remember I did help Will a little bit with his because he was really struggling, but it wasn't that elaborate. Like my whole, and he didn't want to use my thing. He was like, I don't know what to do. What was it? Well, I was like, there's a lot of fish in the sea but I'm choosing you. And I thought, give the girl a goldfish. You know, that's a good one, right? Yeah, a real one. He's like, I don't want to do that. You know, whatever. But I think like also for girls, again, um, I'm sure boys too, but boys kind of right now still have, it's kind of like still 1950s. I mean, girls can ask boys to homecoming, but mostly the boys do. So they kind of have the control. But I do think it's hard for like, if you have a daughter um, who is not asked 
and everybody else is getting these big you know, posters teddy and, and teddy bears and things on their cars. It's social just, media posts. Social media posts. And then, you know, the parents are posting the pictures. It's just another way. Um, now, I will tell you, well, I'm not going to go, but one of ours is like, she has this guy that he's going to ask her, but he he's keeps dragging his feet. And now she's like, she told him uh, yesterday, he better get on it or she's moving on. And I'm like, there you go, girl. So that's how you have to teach them too, is like, whatever. And just go as friends with a big group of friends. But I think, you know, um, it's everything. It's it's sweet sixteen parties. It's quinceaneras. It's oh my gosh, I got a brand new you know Jeep hard top when I turned sixteen. How come your parents didn't buy you one? It's just a lot for parents and even, kids. Even vacations and spring oh break and fall gosh. break. Oh my gosh, where are you, where where are you going? going? We're going to skiing. Italy. We're going skiing. Have you ever been skiing? Yeah. Oh, we've never been skiing. We didn't. You know? We didn't do that at all. And if we did, it we went to Myrtle Beach and we stayed about two miles from the beach. In a, in, a, in, a, in a house made of concrete cinder blocks that my mother could barely afford, even that. But it, it, it meant a lot. But it's just a different, I don't want to say it's a different time, but it is. You know, It is a different I, time. I'm not saying it's a better time by any means, but it's a different time. No, it is a different time. And I think that you always have to remember that there's someone who's doing way, way better than you and someone who's doing way, way worse than you. And I think that it puts a lot of burden on sometimes on parents who maybe can't afford to do the bigger stuff, but you feel like you'll do anything, you know, you'll do anything for these kids. So you you take on things that you probably shouldn't even do that you can't afford to do because you feel like you need to do it. So I don't know. I don't know what the simple answer to it is, but I do find it interesting that of all the things that have fallen by the wayside from high school, that homecoming has still made it. I mean, I'm frankly shocked that there is still a homecoming court, but I do think it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of, I always loved that when like, and because the daughters would go out with their dads, you know, it's just kind of a, and if the school does it the right way, then the students are respectful and do it the right way, then it isn't a popular contest. You, you pick kids who actually deserve to be recognized. So I don't think that necessarily everything has to be thrown out, like baby with the bathwater, but I do think things have gotten just completely over the top, over the top. You can select to have a dinner affair chef pair your dinners with new sides. And that's going to make your dinner time even easier. So they have paired your dinners, quick and easy side dishes that everybody's going to enjoy. And I want to give some examples here. Um, how about some oriental vegetables, some jasmine rice with the orange chicken, which is a family mm, favorite. I love that orange chicken. Uh, some broccoli, some breadsticks, be tossed in and the pairing with the basil cream chicken with angel hair pasta. 15 new menu, uh, 15 new dinners on the dinner menu every single month at dinnerfear.com. I do want to mention that the chicken pot pie notice is back for October. Mm. The October month was just posted. The menu's for October. I'd like to get some chicken pot pie if we get order again and We've you got, just stay away from I it. I ordered two last month. Okay, you know, some yeah. of the dinners you can order more than one. Not all of them. But if you have a family favorite, check in the drop down box when you when you place your order because you can sometimes, I got two chicken pot pies last month. We got one in the freezer. I'll order two more in October. You so, love the chicken pot. I love the the all white chicken breast meat, not the kneecaps. Okay. Toenails. Oh my god! All right, I love the dishes that you cook one pan. Just makes your life so pies, much easier. Making the ordering process easier for your family. Dinnerfear.com. Here's what's happening for uh, only the second time in the history of the company. They are are doing a little uh, package change, shifting their package to make things simple. Right now, a bit more straightforward. You feed two, three, or four adults. That's what you do, depending on the package uh, and the number of dinners that you choose. All right? Promo code is 20, uh, Caddy2021, C-A-D-D-Y. Caddy2021 at dinneraffair.com. That is dinner A, 
Say it with me, A-F-A-R-E.com, free delivery in the Atlanta area. And listen, uh, Dinner Fair is based in Gwinnett County in, in northeast Georgia, uh, but they delivered to, to Hampton, McDonough, the south side. We're in Milton. They come to our front porch as well. It's not just this proper city of Atlanta or not even Gwinnett County where they're based. It's all of Atlanta. They have free delivery. There's never a contract. They also ship nationwide, by the way. Money-back guarantee. You're going to love it. Dinnerfair.com. Check out the uh, the pairings with uh, some, some new side dishes and the dinners on the October menu, which has just been posted. A small ask of you. We've got that every episode, mm-hmm. including this one. Three things. Number one, follow this podcast so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, ask everybody, you know, post on social media. You know what? Listen, you should check this out. Um, she's funny. He's an ass. Uh, but together it works. And uh, it's current events and it's pop culture and it's trends. And, and I kind of use it as my morning show and get my information from there. Check it out. It's Cadillac Jack, my second act. That's what we're asking of you. Become a super spreader. Ooh. And number three, show our sponsor some love. Gallery Furniture and Gainesville. Hashtag ask for Donna. Hashtag ask for the Wolfman. Dinner Affair. Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air. And promotional consideration paid for by the following. The best part of waking up is folders in your car. I got an email from Folgers. And? Well, they've asked that I do not continue to take creative license with their jingles. So that's why you got the official Folgers coffee jingle. Oh, I see. Yeah. They've referred me to our license to distribute their intellectual property agreement. Okay, now you've gotten us in trouble. That sounds official. All right, Folgers. Proud sponsor. Happy to have them as a partner of the My Second Act podcast. Hype song, playlist. Um, we're going to add two songs as we do every episode. Could be a song that uh, that we've just been exposed to, that we really enjoy, that we think you will enjoy as well. It could be something that we literally hype to on the way here to the App and Podcast Network. What you got? You going 30 first? miles north of downtown Atlanta in beautiful, awesome Alpharetta. Um, I can. Go ahead. Well, you're not going to like this. Vern Gosden. Oh, boy. Is it raining at your house? Oh, man. Okay. I know. I know. That's you know, a hype song? Well, <laughs> All right. It goes back to um, the conversation we had in a segment about uh, funeral playlists and someone mentioned Vern Gosden and I literally went and downloaded Vern Gosden's greatest hits for 499 and I've been listening to Vern Gosden nonstop for about uh, seven days now that's a lot I got of something Vern special Gosden. for you ready? I got something for you you ready all right here we go thunder and lightning Even when the sunshine sing it, Vern. God, he's good. All right. I thought I did a really good match with Vern. What do you think, PT, the music major from Alabama? It's a, it's a sharp note. You come down with lightning and lightning. Sharp, sharp means something. To, I, okay. I feel bad that I introduced you guys to uh, match because nobody says that except for this podcast. So match. we're gonna have to what figure out vocal matching. Vocal matching. Vocal matching is not a thing. I made. I think I made that up uh, in the moment. And so. lightning. All right, Vern Gosling. God, what a great, great uh, voice. Yeah. What? How old is he? He's dead. Donald. He's dead. I think. Would you put a Google on that? PT. I don't for the think end of the he episode? is. I think he is. Vern's dead. <sighs> well, that makes it even sadder. Are we sure? Can we look uh, into we'll, that? We'll find out at the end of the episode. Now, okay. The the exact opposite of Vern Gosden is this hooker that Donna's going to add. Oh my god! To the Spotify hypes on playlist. She's not okay. You are bad. Okay. Um, I am adding Rihanna, who is not a hooker. Come on. 
That's not the one I'm I'm doing, the one she did with Calvin Harris. Uh, This is what she came for. From the Remixes album, this is what's fascinating about Rihanna, lots of things. Um, She is one of the richest women right now, and not because of her music, because of Fenty, um, her cosmetic line that she um, has at Sephora, which is incredibly successful. And she has not released an album since 2016. She keeps telling us, I'm going to release, I'm going to release an album. It's coming. You're going to see it. And it's just, it just hadn't happened. Um, and she's now with, um, like, she's happily with ASAP Rocky. And supposedly. Is, is that a company? No. Is that her publisher? Oh, that's her boyfriend, ASAP oh, Rocky. You don't know him? I've never heard of. They're like, they're kind of like a little Beyonce, Jay-Z type situation. Very wealthy, very, uh, very plugged in. And they were at the Met Gala together, and there were a lot of rumors swirling. About that, she's pregnant. Yes, about her being pregnant. And I just pulled that one from the air. So we shall see. But we're ready for some new Rihanna music. But that's a great song. This, c- is, what, c- this is what you came for. Isn't that S&M? Isn't that one S&M? I think so, yeah. But that's not what I added. Okay. You bogarted my choice, but yeah. There'll be a conversation. This is a leave. difficult this is a difficult one. Okay, let's go. What are you talking about? You're just difficult today. Not. Uh, you can enjoy the My Second Act Hypes on Playlist when you fly Atlanta's hometown airline, Delta. When seated safely, aboard your Delta jet, engage Delta Studio, then sit back, relax, and enjoy the playlist on the Spotify app. Bear Bailey is viral on the talk. So viral that he caught the attention of country star Keith Urban. Keith was in Vegas weekend before last. And before he performed his song, Till Summer Comes Around, Donna, he throws up Bear Bailey's TikTok video on the big screens. Which and this a, is a big deal right now, duetting. Like Tim McGraw's right. been doing this with people. And so before Keith launches in with his part of the, you know, it's his song, but he, he allows Bear Bailey to perform like the first 20 seconds of it. You're going to hear it here in a second. Bear is from Louisiana. And I, I, he's a big old burly boy with a beard. Yes. And um, he goes into this convenience store which is really a liquor store, truth be told, because I looked at the videos. Um, and every day, and, and the cashiers, the two ladies behind the counter, they will have a song ready, queued up for him to sing. And so that's what they film. And he posts on TikTok, 3 million followers right now, I think. This is the moment in uh, Vegas with Keith Urban and Bear Bailey. Literally, hearing you guys sing is the most amazing thing. And some of you even posted. And then you'll hear Keith jump in here and he performs the rest of the song live. Here comes Keith Urban with the transition. So, as you said, duetting is a, is a huge thing on the It's talk. a huge thing. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of artists, like I know Tim McGraw was duetting with, um, it was a female or a female artist. Well, and fans too. He's yeah, well, you did, it is. No, this was just like a female fan artist. But like he was like somebody in Nashville needs to sign this girl. So, I mean, again, we've talked about it over and over again. This is a way for artists to get or you know, people who sing, think about, think about when American Idol came out and this was like the biggest game changer in music. I mean, to- total disruptor to the label gang when it first came out, because other than doing your work, getting signed by a label, beating your boots down, you know, Music City Row, there was no way to get noticed outside of that. And then Idol came along. And now I'm telling you, YouTube and TikTok are changing this game. And it's not only bringing new talent and, and artists to music, but it's also not making these artists that need to appeal to a younger audience and younger demo. Absolutely. There's nothing that does that better than TikTok. Um, I want to, 
I got a story I'll share with you about an artist in a conversation I had about TikTok. This artist is probably 45 years old. I was listening to, to him do a radio interview. This is probably two weeks ago. And when he got done, I sent him a text. And I said, hey, man, I just heard you. Sounded great. I didn't know he was going to be on. I just happened to stump, you know, ran upon this on the radio. I said, great interview. It's fantastic. I said, I got one note for you. Do you want to hear it or not? Don't care. Either, you know, either way. He said, no, nah, man. He said, please, what do you got? And I said, you apologized during this interview on the radios. This is a nationally syndicated show. I said, you apologized uh, for being the age that you are in, on TikTok. And I said, why apologize for that? What you're doing is you're drawing attention to the fact that you are indeed a little older than the people that are kind of owning the country chart right now. And, and, and so I had a morning show coach tell me one time, do not ever, 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 rule number one, do not ever intentionally paint yourself old. And work as hard as you can to make yourself not appear old or yeah. aging. Don't point out but the don't obvious. Don't point it out. And yeah. and, and this artist, uh, we were uh, started as a text exchange, and then we uh, talked on the phone. And he said, "Man," he said, I "Never thought of that." He said, "Wow, that's you're, you're exactly right." And and so these artists are able to appear younger and appeal to a much younger uh, audience as they are cultivating young talent. Well, and and what have we talked about in the last few um, podcasts about some of the music that's out there, like Reba McIntyre, Survivor, Brooks and Dunn. I mean, these are power hits from like the 2000s, the 90s, when Preston was a little boy listening in the car. And and they're, what's what's so engaging about it is this is new material for younger people. They're like, wow, this is, these are kind of cool. And I mean, I think it's fascinating. I mean, again, I guarantee you, if you said just like the iPhone was one of the biggest disruptors, TikTok is going to end up being that for so many things because it's just changed the way people find music, how they source it. Um, you know, and, and again, if you're an older artist and all of a sudden you're like, why is my song charting again? What happened? It's happening right now. Yeah. Every day to artists. They're yeah. like, they get a call from the manager. Like, you don't believe this, but and it happens overnight. It happens with no notice. Yeah. And it's kids and teenagers and very young adults that are causing this to happen because of the discovery of music from decades ago. It's fascinating. It really is. I bet we're going to learn too. And I'm not familiar with the artist or the, the fan that you talked about that duetted with Tim McGraw. I bet we're going to learn. Tim's people were very, very smart, and they're kind of working this deal backwards. I bet he knew when they did that TikTok that she was getting a record deal, whether it may be through his record label or a publishing deal through him. I don't know. But I bet that they knew that piece of information going into the TikTok ordeal. And, and so he said, you ought to get a record deal. And then suddenly in a week, what's going to happen? She's going to sign a record deal with Tim McGraw's label. Or yeah. Um, Bear Bailey. Check him out on TikTok. And it's another example, too. Who was the, the kid that I've already forgot his name from? William White. Thank you. William White. Where's William White? When was the him. last time you saw William White? Oh, I've seen him. Yeah. He's dancing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why the Today Show for Alan Jackson? Um, Alan, listen, Alan's probably one of the most private artists in any genre of music. Um, Alan Jackson has revealed that he has a neurologist neurological thank you Donald. i'm glad you're here uh disease uh which is known as a cmt he's going to talk about it in just a second and that's not country music television um why the today show of all the and i'm not saying that there's something wrong with the today show but i you know it's, we're marketing people don and so i always look at things and go why why not gma which is kind of the good would you not agree kind of the go-to mm -hmm. place um alan has mentioned that, that he requested jenna bush hager who did the interview uh, Jenna's father was 43, George W. Bush, a, a huge country music fan. And, and Jenna's husband, I think his name is Henry, um, when they just started dating when they were much younger, 
Uh, he took her to an AJ concert on their third date. So some Alan Jackson connections there. Um, Alan's going to be fine. And you're going to hear him in this 19-second clip talk about why Alan Jackson, who is, again, such a private person, why he's chosen to, to come out and, and make everyone aware. I don't want to appear like some whiny celebrity. It's not deadly, but it, it is related like muscular dystrophy and Parkinson's disease, but it's not fatal. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to, people to be sad for me at all. This is just something that, you know, it's part of life. We've been so blessed and we're thankful. And if anybody's curious why. Hmm. That probably a good piece of audio to have there. I'm sorry. The end of it. Curious as to why. What? Next episode. You're well, going to find out. I think actually he's been having some balance issues on stage. Yeah, and I think, I think, you know, people, he wanted to make sure, cause again, people always think the worst that, you know, Oh, Alan's been dipping in the alcohol or something's going on. I think it was important for him to come out and say, this is what's going on. Um, very sad. And he is so private for, so for him to come out and say that he really wanted to make sure that people knew. And I like when people control their own narrative, you know, and don't let people come at them for things. Yes. Uh, he was diagnosed 10 years ago with CMT, and uh, they did the visit from the Country Music Hall of Fame, the museum in Nashville. Alan Jackson is now 62, still going to continue to tour. Um, but he said in the the, the, the visit with uh, Jenna Bush Hager that that was his concern, is that he's he's having you know, he's kind of swaying a little bit every now and then mm-hmm. when he's on, on the concert stage. And But uh, life-changing for Alan Jackson, nonetheless. Mark your calendars. And gird your digestive system. The McRib Ugh. is returning to McDonald's. On the I have of- never. Okay, you you guys have never watched an episode of Seinfeld. I have never eaten a McRib. Have you, Preston, eaten a McRib? No, Preston has not eaten a McRib. You have? Several times. McDonald's oh. is officially bringing back the McRib nationwide, folks. Well, that's how they're bringing back the McRib during a pork shortage. McDonald's said, those two things aren't as related as you think. Because so it's a pork sandwich, get it? Yeah. Well, we think it's a pork sandwich, allegedly. McDonald's really got some traction in 2021 with their My Famous Orders program. If you remember, and we had many conversations on this podcast about the BTS um, partnership and, and Travis Scott, which one was the biggest? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't, I remember I, you forced me to go through the drive-thru and yell something at the drive-thru person when this was hot. You know what I want. That was it, yes. Yeah. You missed that one. Person. And what'd you get? Like a Well, the guy pie. was like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And you're like, the kids were like, you got to say it more forceful. Dad, do it right. Yeah, you were like, you know what I want. They're like, no, we don't, sir. What do you want? It was weird. The whole thing was weird. Um, but, cars, but we tried, yeah. Cars are you know, wrapped around every McDonald's during the special because it was a deal that don't, you could only get at McDonald's and it was like, it was like a, a Sprite and Nuggets. It was a Big Mac something. with yeah. A, yeah, something. Sprite or something. And then there was a McSweetie. Not familiar with the McSweetie. Well, she's a, a female rapper and so she had her own um, like combo and I can't remember what was in it, um, but it was a popular one too. Now, I don't know if it had a, that, that's what they should do is every one of them should have some kind of buzzword where when you like pull up to the drive thru, you're like, Nugget me now or something. You know what I mean? Like there's something that like you say and like what was it? McNugget me now. Yeah. And then like they're like, OK, that's a McSweetie. Or like if you said, you know, you know what I want. That's a Travis Scott or like like if it's if it's yeah, I don't know if it's like the um, Garth Brooks meal you come through and you're like the thunder's rolling and they're like, pull out, pull out that one. You know, like they, they know how to do like the order based on what you what yell, orders you bark what you what, yell into what, the yeah. microphone. Yeah, I like that. 
I like it. What celebrity should partner with McDonald's and this new McRib return November 1st? Peppa the Pig. Donna. Peppa's made Peppa's of pork. huge. Right, Peppa is big. Pigs, as is the McRib. No, the McRib is not made from pork, so it would not be a problem. It's not a conflict of interest. Luke Combs is a McRib man. Well, that could be good. Big old burly bearded guy, Timberlands and some some uh, flannel. Yeah. In a denim jacket, insulated. Why would you eat a McRib? I don't want to imagine anybody would want one through the drive-thru. They've got to be really messy. Depends on the, the, the uh, proportion of... Sauce. Bun to salt. The sauce, very important. A so do you say of, like lightly sauce? Like you're, You don't order McRib and, and give any kind of special instructions. Okay. Yeah. It's a very manly just, order. You're like, just cook yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. just make yeah. sure it's cooked. Not even that, really. There are people, yeah, yeah no, no. It's just, you, you take the McRib as it comes. Okay. You don't, I like a McRib. Yeah. Can you toast my bun? <laughs> yeah, no. You know, no, we can't. It's a McRib, damn it. You know, you get what you get. Yeah. Some onion. Onions. Do they hand you like a whole bolt of like napkins? Do like, here to? you go. They need to. Yeah. Here you go, sir. Napkins. Here you they go, need to. sir. It's a problem. The McRib is back. Mm. November 1st. Um, I think this is a perfect time to throw in another uh, promotional consideration paid for by the following. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Try new Pepto Liquid Caps for fast relief and ultra coating. You're going to need that if you eat the McRib. Can you toast my bond? No. When we close behind the dumpster, yes. Gallery furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Next episode, an update about the Sassy Stompers. and uh, The Sassy Stompers. Ask for Donna, who is the co-captain of this team that's headed to the NCCs. And if you're unfamiliar with the, the clogging world, that is the National Clogging Championships held every year at the Gaylord in Nashville. Question. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've had some people that have like written in who are angry that I did not add them to Allison Warren. I need to add her. She said she would just bring snacks and like keep us on count if she couldn't join the team. But well, is there Patricia. a okay? Is there a limit to how many people can be on the team? Like, could we field a team of thirty if we needed to? No, I'm, I'm not doing that. Why are you? I'm not, not doing keeping that? up with thirty of you in Nashville at the the Nationals at the Gate. Lord, no, I'm not doing that. Oh. There's ten and two alternates and Brandon. Two alternates. Maybe. In case somebody goes down or has a hip replacement. Gonna, come on. Let's look at the roster. You know, the people that are on the Sassy Stompers, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some knees blown. <laughs> you know, and we're going to need more than just a wrap around uh, you know, an elbow. We're going to need reconstructive surgery and shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these this is Sassy Stompers. Maybe we should be sponsored by like an orthopedic surgeon. Donna, stop. You're sponsored by Dr. Fahrenheit. All right. Heating and air. Okay. All right. Gallery furniture. Donna's super excited. And, and she and uh, Brandon are practicing themselves. I love it. They're tapping around the showroom. The uh, 16,000 square foot showroom at Gallery Furniture Gainesville. Um, if you need furniture for the holidays because you have people coming and they're going to invade your home and stay much longer than you would prefer. And that's just what happens, you know. Um, think about this. Sleepers start at $7.99. Here's the challenge. The sleepers at Gallery Furniture are fantastic. They sleep right. They're what well. you actually you should go like somewhere else and get one a sleeper with springs that are popping out of the mattress so that your family and your friends don't stay as long as they said they would. If you like your family though coming, invest in an Ashley, invest in a Klausner, and invest in an American-made Jackson catnapper. And uh, there are, I think, a dozen different sleepers that are available today. You can drive up to Gallery Furniture, and they will load you up with a sleeper of your choice starting at $7.99. Big difference in, in Donna and Gallery Furniture and the other big box retailers and, and some of these online places um, is that they're, they, they don't have what you want. And you can 
pick it out today and you can pay for it today. You're not going to get it, though, until St. Patrick's Day of 2023. Think about that. Four warehouses right now. Donna has so much uh, inventory, so many sleepers, so many um, uh, bedroom suits and dining room tables. Go visit today. Ask for Donna. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Maryland. Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. 1600 Brownsburg Road, Gainesville. Are you ready? Oh, my gosh. Are you ready, Preston? Do we have time? Yes, we do. Or are we going to have to bump this again? No, we're not bumping it. We're ready. The, dear, people, the people will continue to listen. Dear Preston, uh, PT answers your burning questions about everything, relationships and, and child rearing and uh, other questions that you have for a millennial. I heard Donna listening back to the last episode. Donna, you said something like uh, people are tired of hearing our, our, our advice. But it was it was not served up quite that nice, and I felt that you were kind of uh, coming at me, and it no, wasn't. It was more my advice oh my and, and, and thoughts. And You're very sensitive. No, no, no. I didn't know that that was. You meant both of us. Okay. No. I was going to throw it up as a poll on my Instagram account. Okay. All right. So uh, we solicit, or we don't solicit, but you can send uh, any questions that you have to get a different take, a different perspective from someone much younger than Donna. And you. Okay. So here we go. Are you not ready, Preston? As, Should we sing? Hmm? Dear Preston. She does this shit, Preston. It's time for you right. to help. Okay, here we go. I feel like I'm being sung to sleep. <laughs> yes. Okay, here let's, is let's, the question. Let's, let's try this theme music. Okay. Much better. Much better. All right, here is the question. Are you ready, Preston? I am ready. Okay, so this is Lisa from Franklin, Tennessee. We have a lot of listeners. Hi, Lisa. Yeah, up outside of Nashville. Okay, so she says, my son is in the fourth grade and he has had a problem with weight his entire life, his weight. He is being bullied by one particular boy in his class. The boy calls my son fat, ugly, and tells him that he will never have friends because of the way he looks. I mean, this little shit, I'm telling you. Okay, this bullying has been going on by this same kid since second grade. My husband does not want me to speak to the boy's parents because the dad of the bully is my husband's boss in the law firm where he works. Mm. Oh, God. Are you taking notes, PT? This is complicated. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess the, the question there is, should you act, should you not act? What, as a parent when your child's you getting picked on right yeah hmm. well teachers especially at the elementary school level are probably pretty experienced handling this have you tried going to the teacher before going to the parent now the te- now listen if anybody's got sympathy for elementary school teachers it's me they got a lot going on sometimes they don't they don't they can't dedicate a full spate of attention to this problem but that's probably where i would start right because that's a third party you know look you know, Miss Teacher, can you just keep an eye on this for us? Because our son comes home and tells us these stories. Uh, you know, we're inclined to believe him. If this is going on, you know, we want somebody to step in and, and help with this because this shouldn't be going on. Teachers don't want that happening in their classroom either. They want to create a nice, welcoming environment. I would go there first. I for, for the older set, though. Sorry. Well, for the, you said elementary, and that's fantastic. What about um, yeah, middle and high school? I think it changes a little bit because you go I knock think, on their door, the parents. Well, door. I think kids have in middle school and high school, kids have more agency over the words they're saying and how they're making other people feel. Sometimes, like you've you're grown enough now where you should know better than this. In elementary school, sometimes you don't realize how much the other kid is taking those words home with him and maybe thinking about him, thinking about them more than they want to. So for middle school and high school, I think it is different. And I do think you need to have a conversation with the parents. Now, even at my age, I have noticed that parents these days are so less inclined to side against their child. 
Oh yeah. So less class. When my my teachers in elementary school, they would call home. They'd be like, you know, Miss Thompson, Preston's acting up again. I, I've been that parent that's called. Mm-hmm. I would say with Will or anybody, I hate to call him out. Highly possible. Let me look yeah. into it. Donna would say that. I, oh. I would actually defend this child. The other and, child. And then you would learn three days later oh. that you were, that indeed, he had a picture of his wiener that he yeah. had sent. So, I, you know. I don't think my parents defended me once in that situation. So, um, yeah, my mother was much more in the, well, did, did you try hitting him? Because that usually shuts him up when he comes ah. back over here. Um, so, but I've heard stories from these days. They call and they say, well, what did you do yeah. to provoke him? There's no way or my kid did Maybe he's this. just not engaged enough yeah, or something. Well, maybe he's not just engaged enough. So I understand the challenge right now going to a parent and telling them that their kid is doing something wrong. But at the elementary school level, again, there's definitely an argument to be made. Hey, I don't know that your kid is fully understanding the effect his words are having on my child. And that they could potentially carry with my child through the rest of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, for an elementary schooler, my guess is for that elementary schooler who's doing the bullying, it's a passing and fleeting moment for them. Hi, you look silly doing that later. I'm on to my next thing. I'm on to lunch. Or victim. And for that kid, it is not a passing and fleeting moment. So I, I, I think both are appropriate, but I would try the teacher first. I'm going to be honest. I don't think the kid's father being the boss or the superior in the workplace has anything to do with this crap. You need to go after it. I mean, at a certain point, you got to hold your priorities in order. And if it's a good, if he's a good boss, he's going to understand. And, and yeah. yeah, I, yeah, he, he's going to understand. You cannot be scared to have a mature and adult conversation about your kid. Don't go in there and say, your kid is doing this. Say, I don't know that your kid understands what he's doing. That's a good tactic. Yeah. Well How about this way, wise and sage advice. Now, mm. let me just tell you, if that does not work, you do what I do. You What's volunteer that? to be like a docent for the uh, science club or whatever and you pull that kid aside and you get in their ear and you say let me tell you something if you do that what you're doing to my kid one more time she's doing this i'm not kidding i'm gonna untie your shoes and i'm gonna trip you in the hallway that seems like a like maybe a last resort but i'm telling you it works it It works i've seen firsthand you manhandle these because i'm telling you you gotta get right in their ear have you as a mom or dad ever like you don't call the other parent what do you do you send them an email you know, have you ever typed out an email that's just no? I pick up the phone and then call. back it. Yeah, I don't. I, and then you, you read and you're like, shit, I can't send that. You know, so you back yeah. it out. You're gonna to fight him in the cul-de-sac. Come out here, you son of a bitch. You know, beat your oh, ass. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't. I and can't then it fight. gets really. It gets really awkward then when you have to like you have those see confrontations, at, 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 and then you see him at like career concert. day yes. or band yes. concert, and you're like, well, ugh. You never know how much your kids are bringing you into it too, because the thing when I was in elementary school is my dad could beat up your dad. Oh my gosh. And if you get into a fight with another kid, you're like, oh, we're <laughs> starting a proxy war. Our kids have never been able to say that. Oh, my gosh. Well done. Dear Preston. Very good, Preston. you have a Thank question, uh, reach out on uh, yes. any of the Cadillac Jack social media platforms. Best way to reach us is on the podcast text voicemail line. Come straight to my iPhone, uh, 770-464-6024. Fantastic. Pod P for this episode is Tanya Cantrell. Tanya offered up her own alternative title for the last episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. And here it is. If you don't like red wine... Why are you even in a book club? No kidding. Seriously. Helen, we don't want to hear your diet regulations. You know, like we're serving red wine. We're drinkers here. You know, don't come to book club and say, don't tell me what happens because I hadn't finished the rest of the book. Okay. You had a deadline. You had a deadline that you did not meet. Okay. So we're going to talk about who killed who in the book. 
plug your ears. Audio for this episode from NBC's Today Show, TikTok content creator Bear Bailey, Keith Urban, Procter & Gamble, and NBC's Tonight Show with Jimmy Kimmel. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson, PT, host of the Georgia Politics Podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. 